Hello, this is Bill Lytell with some wisdom for your walk. This may be one of the most controversial podcasts that I have done, though, be honest with you, I cannot even believe it is. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but it may be one of the most controversial ones I've done. Through, uh, since 19, let's see, when I was 18 years old, I quit drinking alcohol. I quit smoking marijuana. I quit doing LSD. I stayed away from immorality, got married and uh, tried to cleanse myself from many of the obvious sins of the flesh that had been hanging on me from about 14 years old to 18 years old when I got right with God. And one of the things that, that I had no question about when I got right with God was there was no way I was going to be able to be a good Christian and drink alcohol. Proverbs 20 verse 1 says, Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. There are many references to alcohol in the Bible, about 75 by my count. Only three of them are in, done in a positive way, which is a medicinal way. They use medicinally, this little wine for your stomach's sake, if you have uh, the flu or if you have like seasickness that's used in the Bible. It's obviously in uh, many, many of the medicines we use, NyQuil, I think it's 15% alcohol, or maybe 25. And so it's used medicinally, no doubt about it. But we're talking social drinking here. This is the hot potato Christianity. How many bad things have to happen to you before you're going to get it? I have heard born-again Christians argue for the drinking of alcohol more than I have any other subject. It's amazing to me when you just look around and see the damage alcohol does. Uh, there was a, a few years ago a massive movement against cigarettes. Cigarettes were widely socially accepted in Christian circles, especially in our Southern Baptist Church. Had ashtrays out in front of the churches. People smoked, were deacons, could do any position in a church that wasn't considered a sin. Health, health, the information became better, and we found out that cigarettes were contributory to uh, respiratory disease, uh, we were a contributor to heart disease, for sure, and also were extremely addictive. So like a huge tidal wave, it seemed like public opinion went against cigarettes, against tobacco companies. The outcries against them were many. How many sick days of cigarettes were costing the average employer? How much it was costing the health insurance industry for patients with lung cancer? How many people were dying each year from lung cancer due to cigarettes? In Florida last year, 29,000 people died of lung cancer due to cigarettes. Uh, nobody seemed to say much about it, but eventually uh, cigarettes were kind of put on the we-don't-like-you list of our society. How, how horrible it is that the, the, the cigarette companies uh, never informed anybody. In fact, they denied the fact that they were addictive. I smoked for about two and a half years. I was extremely addicted. It was the hardest thing I ever did to quit. Let me tell you, it's addictive. You can argue all you want, but it was very addictive to me. And so it made sense to me when I got right with God, I had to quit smoking. It was just wrong. It was, just, it was, it was, it was something I was doing the Holy Spirit just wasn't happy with. I could, uh, I, could all, I could almost get in any denomination or church today, get in the pulpit of a very crowded Sunday morning service and get raging amens on on what I'm talking about, about cigarettes. They'd say, hey man, brother, them are bad for you. Bad. Why is it once uh, I could get raging amens and hor I couldn't get hardly any amens, I should say, in that same church 
when I started talking about the horrors of alcohol use. What happened to the horrors of alcohol use? I submit to you that alcoholism is the mistress of death. She is the grim reaper sharpening stone for his sickle. Alcohol is the devil's bow on which he shoots arrows of addiction and calamity in a person's life. Cigarettes that babies play compared to the destructive power, maiming power, deceiving power of alcohol. I mean, I say this with tongue-in-cheek, but I'd be, I'd be for legalizing marijuana before alcohol. I mean, at least in marijuana, they, people don't beat their wives. And when people smoke marijuana, they don't usually commit crimes. They, they don't kill people with their vehicles, though they may get high enough to do that with marijuana. I smoked a lot, plenty of marijuana. I know what I'm talking about as a young man. Uh, on marijuana, people normally do not get mean-spirited, foul-mouthed, foolishly brave, or violent, but they do on alcohol, but nobody says, nobody says a word. What in the world are churches doing condoning the use of alcohol in moderation? What in the world? We don't condone marijuana in moderation. We don't condone cocaine in moderation. We don't condone cigarettes in moderation. Uh, we don't condone violence and crime in moderation. We don't condone losing work. Uh, days because of, of those things in moderation. We don't condone addiction in moderation. We don't condone immorality in moderation. What's going on? I'm going to give you quickly, and this is really condensed, four major reasons why not to believe alcohol should be used by a born-again believer that's right with God. Number one, if you drink, you will open the door for destruction and consequences on yourself. Lots of sins are like that. Once you open the door, the demons come in. The seven demons of pornography cannot be controlled once you open that door. The, the seven demons of immorality cannot be controlled once you allow them in into your life. They will they will work on you and help. Once that, once that water spilled, says in Proverbs seventeen fourteen, the beginning of strife is one letteth out water. Therefore, leave off contention before it's meddled with. Don't start something. Sometimes you <laughs> you start something you can't stop it when you want to. Why is alcohol so different? The Bible clearly warns us about alcohol in the vast majority of the passages in the Bible. The vast majority. It clearly says, Proverbs 23, 31, 32, it's, it biteth like a serpent. Proverbs 23, 31, 32 says it stingeth like an adder. I read you 20, verse 1 of, of Proverbs. It's a mocker. It's raging. It will cause you to look on woman sensually, wrongly, lustfully. Proverbs 23, 33. It will cause you to utter perverse things, Proverbs 23, 33. It will cause you to become cruel. Uh, the wine, the, their wine, it says in Deuteronomy 32, 33, their wine is the poison of dragons and cruel venom of asps. Oh, preacher, I never get drunk. I just have a little glass of wine for birthday parties or a little glass of wine for an anniversary. And I, I, never, I, don't, I don't do much of that, preacher, really, really. In the state of Florida, two beers in one hour disqualifies you for drive your vehicle. One glass of strong wine will disqualify you from driving your vehicle. Uh, it'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you react. It'll change your nerves and your attitude. And I got that straight from the uh, uh, policeman, state policeman. Uh, uh, if, if alcohol was harmless, it'd be like Pepsi, Coca-Cola. If I drink a Pepsi, I can drink two Pepsis. I can go to I can go to supper and drink five Pepsis tonight. Nobody say a word. It's not going to change the way I drive. It will change me whether it will, <laughs> it will change whether I find the restroom <laughs> close or not. 
But drinking Pepsi or Coke, not going to change me. Not going to change the way I think. Not going to change the way I act. It's not going to change me. But if I drink a glass of alcohol, one glass, it's going to change me. There's, you cannot drink a glass of alcohol without it changing you. Uh, we don't need the spirits of alcohol. We need the Holy Spirit to control me. One of the reasons I quit alcohol was I didn't want anything to control me but the blessed Holy Spirit. Reason number two not to drink. If you drink, you will lower your inhibitions against evil. Noah did. He committed lewdness. Lot did. Committed incest. Belshazzar did. Committed sacrilege. Herod did. Murdered John the Baptist. Multitude millions have and committed gross wickedness and never could have, uh, would have, if they had been alcohol-free. Third reason not to drink alcohol is you never know whether you're an addict. Thus, when you drink it, you're risking a lifelong addiction problem. I know a lot of alcoholics who have wear shirts, 20 days alcohol-free, 100 days alcohol-free, 300 days alcohol-free. If you start drinking alcohol, you may be wearing one of those shirts. If you never drink alcohol and you just you stand, take a good stand against it, you're not going to have to worry about being an addict. You're not going to have to worry about wearing those shirts. If alcohol was okay, why do we have AA and RU, Reform Faith Missions, government programs, age limits, closed government monitoring, if alcohol wasn't so bad? That's why our forefathers, by the way, were against gambling, lottery, horse racing, dog racing, or any competition involving gambling. It was addictive. People spent their children's money should be going for groceries on that kind of junk. If nothing's wrong with drinking alcohol, why are there so many warnings and prohibitions out there about it? I mean, the pre I don't have time to go into this, but Leviticus 10.9, the priesthood was not to drink. Um, and Leviticus 10.10 said to put a difference between holy and unholy. Uh, the Nazarite took a vow to be specially holy to God, and that included no, no alcohol. Um, why did God hold alcohol from them in the wilderness, the children of Israel? Uh, he, he forbid his rulers, by the way, in Proverbs 31, 4, 31, 5, to drink alcohol. Reason number four, you can cause, the reason not to drink alcohol is you can cause your weaker brother to stumble. Very few people care about, very few people care about this. I've saved this for the last because of the blatant spirit of disregard for those who are weak in this area. But the Bible is not, not, not silent on it. Romans 14, 21 says, it's good. It is good neither to eat flesh nor drink wine. I could have said a hundred other things, but why did it mention that? Nor anything whereby thy brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak again. I settle my case with this. Folks, folks, what do I have to do? Pound my head on the ground uh, to make you convinced that alcohol is just too risky, too wrong? You go argue Jesus made wine. You can argue all this other stuff. But when it comes down to the alcohol, I can just tell you there's too many warning signs out there for me to partake of it. I figured out how much money I've saved. 53 years of not drinking uh, times 52 weeks times about, let's say, and I'm conservative with $25 a week in alcohol if I had been drinking all these years. Most people spend $100 a week in alcohol that I know that drink. But let's say, say conservatively, $25 a week. I've saved $68,900. $68,900 in my lifetime. Now, let me say, I, I, I can't give any, I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you, but alcohol is dangerous. It's, it's been warned about all through the Bible. Now, you can go to one or two scriptures where it's favorably looked at, but I believe those are for medicinal purposes only, and I don't think you need to drink for medicinal purposes. 
I think there's a lot of other things that are not scary out there that you can use for medicinal purposes uh, if you get seasick or if you have a tummy ache or if you can't sleep at night. There's a lot of other non-addictive things. Don't kid yourself. I've seen preachers of large church, a beautiful church, man, beautiful. He started drinking a glass of wine to help him sleep, was found drunk in public, lost his church. I'm not going to name him because I don't want to shame the guy anymore. Lost his church. Lost his, oh, my goodness. It was just a horror. And that has happened over and over again. Listen, you are not the exception. Beware. This is real good wisdom for your walk.